Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. It's time for Montana's only daily sports talk show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! How is it Friday again already? I don't know. We're time traveling. That's what happens during the fall. What a beautiful beautiful fall day it is again here in the state of Montana. Welcome in. Nuana's now. ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Appreciate you for being with us. Coulter Nuana's coming to you through the Northwest Motorsport Studio uh, here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Uh, because it is a Friday, all sorts of stuff to get to. Friday night lights uh, coming around the corner. A couple of the biggest games in the state of Montana, period, uh, so far this season. The regular season winding down. Just a couple weeks left. So uh, the anniversary of the end for some schools. Missoula Hellgate plays their senior night this evening. Also, some of the biggest games in the uh State of Montana at all of the levels, especially at the Class AA level, maybe the biggest game uh, of the year so far this year as Missoula Sentinel uh, plays at Helena Capital tonight. So um, we're going to get you through all the high school stuff, give you a little preview of what's going on tonight around the state, some of the best games, some of the best contests, what do they mean. We'll also take you through the Big Sky Conference slate as well. And we're also going to try this out. Usually on fr- Thursdays or Fridays, it's kind of a moving target. But our great friend Carolyn, uh, the chick who doesn't know sports, she she joins us. But because we talk about such a wide range of topics, we're going to splice those in throughout the show. So um, always just trying to see what's best for you guys. You know, we want to give you as many real-time updates as we possibly can. And by the way, for those uh, Jones and on the Major League Baseball playoffs, which, ha, you guys would be so proud of me. We've talked about baseball so much, and so often I always digress to talking about what it is that's missing with baseball or what I'm missing with baseball or why I don't miss baseball that much, even though it used to be my favorite. But I'm into it now. I've been loving it. I've been checking the box scores, been watching as many games as you can. You know, the one thing is this time of year, I spend so much of my time in the evenings writing for Skyline Sports and also writing this show. This show actually takes a, a, a lot of writing. I mean, we, we, we do like six, eight, ten-page outlines every single day and then also college game day. Here nor there, I digress again. Uh, but baseball is such a great sport to watch while you're writing, especially transcribing, because you can just, boom, pound out a couple quotes, boom, here's another pitch, go back and forth. It's like the ADD special. It's, uh, it's amazing. But anyways, we want to give you as many real-time results as we can. So we will... Uh, 
hear from Carolyn here in about, oh, I don't know, 15 minutes. And then we'll also hear from her a couple times in the second hour as well. We also have a couple other fun guests for you, including he's most well known for uh, playing in the NFL for more than a decade and winning three Super Bowls between his time with the New York Giants and the Denver Broncos. But now he also happens to be the head coach in Northern Colorado. The fact that I introduce Ed McCaffrey like that, I think might be, uh, well, it's certainly a story, and it might be one of the reasons why the Bears have only won five games over the last two years. That said, the Bears only win about two and a half games a year since they went D1. So uh, Montana State at Northern Colorado. We'll hear from Ed McCaffrey here uh, in about, oh, 30, 35 minutes. We also have some folks from the Watson Children's Shelter coming in to talk about their uh, annual fundraiser tennis tournament. So that should be fun. Uh, top of the hour, we're going to hear from a couple young men from Sentinel. Um Dominic Umale, as well as uh, Kellen Curtis, a couple seniors there for the Spartans. Uh, just their thoughts on going to Helena Capital, the big matchup tonight. And uh, then we'll also hear more from our great friend Carolyn. We'll also hear from Matt Johnson, Missoula Big Sky head coach. Uh, his team competed well last week against Missoula Sentinel, but uh, another one where Big Sky just couldn't, they just didn't have enough horses. But uh, Andrew caught up with Matt Johnson, so we'll hear from him a little bit later on. Uh, as well. So there you go. That's your show outlook. It's presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. The Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have in Western Montana, give Brent and his team a call today. Want to stream the show? ESPN MT app. Great way to also stream Grizz hockey tonight. Guess what? The rivalry is back. The rivalry on ice. Montana State in town to play the Grizz. Tonight, we'll have the full coverage for you here on ESPN Radio, as well as on the ESPN MT app. We can do this new technology where we basically simulcast a stream. So that's what we're doing right now if you're watching on the MT app. It's also how we're we're originating it for SWX Montana Television. And we can do the same thing down at the Glacier Ice Rink now. So we're doing that with the Grizz hockey team. So uh, check them out. Should be a fun game tonight. The Grizz off to a huge 3-0 start. They've scored, uh, what, 17 plus 10 plus 8. So 35 goals so far, and they've given up three. So uh, that's a pretty good (laughs) scoring margin. But that said, Idaho, Western Washington, nowhere close to the quality of team that Montana State's going to be. So we continue to learn about, you know, this level of hockey and and these teams, but should be a good one at the – the Glacier Ice Rink tonight. So you can always stream Grizz Hockey uh, there as well as on our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Click on Listen Live and you can listen to this show as well as all of ESPN Radio uh, from our studio here at ESPN Missoula uh, anytime, anywhere. You want to be a part of the show? 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests will join us via the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. And remember that number because about mm, 90 minutes from now, we'll be giving you an opportunity to win a free pizza from Front Street Pizza. Uh, Front Street Pizza has traditionally sourced delicious pizza. They're down there on Front Street, and they'll be giving you one large pizza for pickup about 5.30. So stay tuned uh, for that. It's also Friday. It's a Florence Coffee Company Friday. I was just teasing with our good friend Tommy that I've been trying to uh, reduce the caffeine intake. It's not going well. (laughs) Football season, it ain't good. I've also been really dedicating myself to try to wake up way earlier in the morning as well, but still been working late. So, uh, you know, I've been been drinking a little caffeine before I work out. I've been working out almost every day. Trying. Trying my best here, people. Uh, But... But drink a little pre-workout before I work out and then get another little, uh, some green tea or something like that, coffee bean extract in, 
you know, post-workout, late morning, and then having a little bit more caffeine right here before the show. And uh, so I removed the middle part of that, you know, so one less hit uh, <laughs> of the caffeine. Uh, so that's been going all right. But uh, so I already had, that's all to say, I already had a Lotus from Florence Coffee way earlier today. It was delicious. Drink a little Yerba Mate. Now you can get Yerba Mate tea at Florence Coffee as well. It's a Friday. You can stay up late no matter where you're at in Missoula. There's a Florence Coffee Company uh, near you. Here's a look at the Big Sky Conference slate upcoming this weekend. Of course, probably the game of the uh, week in the league. Because of the history and the rivalry, as much as the level of competition, I know at Montana. That's the game that will be right here in Missoula. We'll be having our college game day uh, pregame show tomorrow. We'll be broadcasting from 11 and 12, till 12.30, 1 p.m. kickoff time there uh, at the University of Montana, the 88th battle for the Little Brown Stein. More on that game in a little bit. Montana State, they're in Greeley. They're playing at Northern Colorado, Nottingham Field. Sac State plays at Eastern Washington. That's a sneaky one because, you know, Sac State's undefeated. They haven't trailed in a game yet this year. That's an amazing stat, right? Sac, Sac State has not faced a deficit so far during their 5-0 and start. They're the only team in Division One. That's amazing. That's an cr- incredible stat. No matter who you played against, that's just it's just an amazing statistic. But Sac State's at Eastern Washington, so you might see 5-0 and and 1-4 and and think, oh, total mismatch. And I think Sac's really good. I think they'll be a double-digit point favorite in that game. But Eastern Washington's still really, really tough at home. They almost knocked off the Cats in the conference opener a couple weeks ago. Uh, so that'll be a, a, a low-key, interesting game. Cal Poly is at Idaho State. Weber State is at Portland State. That's also a low-key, very interesting game. Uh, just because, again, Weber State undefeated. And Portland State, just uh, the two wins. Uh, they got their first conference win a couple weeks ago uh, over Northern Arizona. And then they beat Lincoln uh, California College, uh, whatever the hell that is, uh, last week. But Portland State's got tough players, and they have uh, some some elite talent there at PSU. All of the narrative here, though, is that Montana plays at Sac State and Mon- and Weber State plays at Montana State next week. That could be four teams with undefeated records against FCS competition and three of them straight up that are undefeated if Montana, Weber State, uh, and Sac State can all take care of business. That would be... Amazing, and I, and I think that they'll all be favored to do that, but can they all avoid stubbing their toe before what has been the weekend that we've got circled on the calendar uh, for quite some time? Alas, uh, I forgot there was one more Big Sky game. is on the, the next page <laughs> of the outline, so NAU is at uh, UC Davis. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Coulter Nuanas here. Coming to you from the ESPN MT studio at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Here's your high school slate of games tonight. Here's your double-A uh, games. Great Falls High is at Billings Senior. Billings West is at Great Falls CMR. Big Sky is at Helena High. And again, Matt Johnson, Missoula Big Sky head coach, joined our Andrew Houghton earlier this week. That'll be coming up uh, about 5.30 today, so stay tuned for that. That's also when you're going to get your chance for your pizza. Kalispell Crosstown tonight. Uh, Glacier and, and Flathead battling it out. Sentinel is at Capital. That's two of the best teams in the state. Butte is at Hellgate. That's here in Missoula. And then we got what could be the beginning of something special. 
Bozeman Crosstown. And uh, the first two years of Bozeman Crosstown, Bozeman Senior High School, as we're going to be prone to calling it now, against Bozeman Gallatin High School. The Hawks had such great uh, tradition, especially as of late. The last 12 years, Bozeman High has been you know, probably the team of AA. It's probably Bozeman High and, and Billings West. Sentinel, lately, the last two years, but Bozeman High and Billings West each have, I think, four championships since 2010. And uh, so Bozeman High just whooped up on Gallatin in the first two crosstowns. Well, now Bozeman Gallatin is 6-1. and one. They are the number one team in the Eastern Conference right now. Bozeman High has been uh, awesome since a tough start. Bozeman High played Capital and uh, Sentinel to start the season, but they uh, they haven't lost since. So you got a six and one Gallatin squad versus a five and two Bozeman squad. Uh, this is going to be played at Van Winkle Stadium. The record for fans there is I think they said six thousand something, and they're pushing for an all time record uh, for a Bozeman High School football game. So. Uh, how cool would that be? I mean, it's it's just fun that there's a little bit of a, a new crosstown rivalry, and it's really cool. Also, to me, not surprising, but cool that uh, Bozeman Gallatin has gotten as good as they have as quickly as they have. Our, our one result from AA last night was Belgrade 24, Billing Skyview 6. So, I mean, that was a game that I think most, most pundits would tell you was the only game that either of these teams had an opportunity to really win. They've been the teams that have struggled the most in Class AA. So uh, good for Belgrade, a tough year for Skyview. Uh, but those kids are learning a lot. So uh, here's a Major League Baseball update for you. Before we talk uh, some National Football League, the Atlanta Braves trail 6-0, to zero, bottom of the fourth. The Cleveland Guardians won in, the, in 10 innings. Uh, 4-2 to over the New York Yankees in a game that was, how do you say, I mean, I guess a, 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 a makeup game because it was postponed um, from the other night. And so weird playing time. The fact that it's already over as we sit here, you know, quarter after four Mountain Standard time, strange. Uh, but that one's in the books. And then tonight, this is going to be a fun one. This is a, a one I'm excited to, to have my eye on. Dodgers-Padres, after the Pods had a huge win in L.A. Uh, earlier this week, that series tied 1-1, so this is absolutely uh, a pivotal Game 3. Nuanas now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Uh, last night, I told you, <laughs> before uh, when we were talking NFL stuff, I was uh, talking some NFL betting stuff. And by the way, Sportsbet Montana, kiosks all around the great state of Montana at various of your favorite establishments. If you want to find out where, you can go to Sportsbet Montana's website and uh, just click on locations. But I was saying stay away <laughs> from the uh, the Commanders-Chicago Bears game. Watch the Commanders-Chicago Bears game in Chi-Town last night. And Andrew and Jeff were saying, well, if you were going to go anywhere near that game, you bet the under. Well, you would have been right. We got one total touchdown again last night on Thursday Night Football. And what we had last night was sort of just an accentuation. The, the Sort of the low-hanging fruit here is that Thursday Night Football games are just going to always be trash because of the quick turnaround. You know, you just played Sunday. You have hardly any time for recovery, hardly any time for game planning. Well, last night's was accentuated because you got two two really talented but just flat bad quarterbacks. And, and I thought that's like the microcosm that I enjoyed watching was 
just how talented you can be and how mental it really is. And Carson Wentz, I mean, he's got one of the best arms in the entire NFL. It can't function in the scope of what they want him to do offensively. Justin Fields, but sometimes he can, and then sometimes when he does have these opportunities, his receiver will drop a ball. Justin Fields, a prodigious athlete, an unbelievable athlete. Richard Sermon was screaming in the postgame last night, dude runs 4-4, so why are you not running him? (laughs) You should just run him because he is uh, that talented athletically. Uh, but he's just struggling to run the offense the Bears want him to run. And I just I, I agree with what Andrew Whitworth said. Uh, they didn't draft him, so they're not putting him in a position to succeed. They're trying to make him acclimate to their system. Uh, that's all to say, I find it endlessly funny and entertaining that these Thursday night games have been stinkers. Because last night it was accentuated by the fact that the quarterbacks are not fitting in their offenses and... I actually think both defenses are good. So that that just makes it you know going to be a slugfest anyways, and then these guys are just melting down on national TV. It, it's not pretty. I find it entertaining, though, as somebody that can watch a whole different, a whole variety of, of types of football. You don't have to score a ton of points for me to enjoy myself. But I also think it's so funny because it's this first year with the deal on Amazon, and you know they're streaming it, and... Uh, you know, some people are having a hard time finding it, but the people that are watching, okay, here they are. They paid for this basically uh, to get here, and then it's two weeks in a row of games that, again, I think are are fine and, and sometimes even fun. But the the, the general football watching pop, populace, the general football watching public, they're not into it. Twitter's hilarious during these type of games, so uh, I'm glad I stayed away. That's all to say, uh, I'm glad I stayed away. Speaking of lines. Uh, from Sportsbet, the Grizz opened at eight, as eight and a half point favorites over Idaho. Last time I checked, that line has moved to 16 and a half. So uh, interesting there. The Cats, almost two touchdown favorites uh, at Northern Colorado. Well, let's stick on the NFL, though. Uh, well, first of all, we have to start uh, with your new experience. Hype House. What'd you think? Loved it. It was great. It was great. Yeah. yeah. And I got a little note at the beginning of class welcoming me. Those gals are the best. It was so cute. Yeah. It was a great class. And the whole time I was thinking, this is really awesome. And I was trying to see, like, you know, think about it was different than yoga. And I got very sweaty, like I do in yoga, which is great. Um, and I thought to myself, well, at yoga, they give you wet, cold yeah. washcloths at the end. And then at the end of class, in comes wet, cold washcloths. Yeah. It's glorious. It's all science. It's all about the internal core temperature. Oh, yeah? That's why our main guy, Rajim, drinks hot coffees in the middle of the day, walk around outside 100 degrees. If you go to a settle football practice, Rajim's drinking a hot coffee. Why? Because it makes your internal core temperature rise so you're more used to the outside temperatures. Okay. It's a very Middle Eastern trick. There's uh, th- That's why they drink hot tea all the time in like Saudi Arabia, even though it's like 100 degrees all the time. Huh. Yeah. Uh, okay. Same concept as me. Wearing, wearing your sweats. Well, I also wear shorts and uh, and T-shirts for as long as possible in the winter because then if you don't need the coat until you need the coat, then you don't need the coat as much. You Is know that I mean? like when we were little and our moms would make us take our coats off when we came inside? So when we go outside, we weren't as cold. That's right. Huh. See? Look at our Look at my... 70s mom, knowing things. Well, it's been a fun uh, little fitness adventure here so far this fall. I uh, never thought I'd be doing hot yoga, and I love it. I'm, like, obsessed with it. And the combination of hot yoga and the Hype House is great. I'm yeah. getting the twice-a-week strength in at the Hype, twice-a-week spin, 
And then once or twice a week yoga. It's great. Feeling limber. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I know. I'm I'm pretty happy with this. Uh, I'm excited. I want to try the strength class. Yeah. And then I I really liked that spin class. It was great. You're gonna like all the gals there too. There, uh, there's a lot, a lot of new friends for you to be made. One thing I do want to mention about it was that everybody in that class was so nice. Like I was trying to set up my bike and could not get it together. Uh, yeah. I don't know. And everyone was so helpful. Oh uh, yeah. Where other places I've been, it's not like that. It's not like that. Great environment. Great job, Allie. Uh, thanks to all of the folks that are helping keeping us uh, fit during football. I'm, I got my uh, protein shake stain on my shirt. Yeah. That means I'm drinking my shakes, you True. know. Thanks to, thanks to Elevate Nutrition and Nutrition on Reserve for uh, hooking those up, too. Uh, all right, Carolyn, the Chicken Does No Sports in studio here. We are, uh, we're, you know, we're always experimenting. We're always doing uh, new and fun things around here. So you're going to hear from Carolyn throughout this show rather than one extended long conversation. We're just going to see. We're seeing you know, how this whole thing works. But basically, I just want the folks to get to hang out with you all Friday. And then also, I mean, I am a treat. And, so. then, and then I also want to just go kind of in and out of all the other uh, stuff that we talk about on our Fridays as well. So uh, as we are coming into this first part of this conversation, we just got done talking about Major League Baseball playoffs and the NFL. So uh, anything you have along those lines? Yeah, I want to talk about some NFL stuff. Okay, can't wait. I have been wondering about how Tua is doing because mm. I just, you know, I'm worried about him and his noggin. Well, I, don't, I mean, do you want the, the NFL medical answer or do you want the real answer? I want the real answer. Well, he suffered a traumatic brain injury that's going to mess with him for the rest of his life. Right. And what's the NFL answer? But he'll be back in a couple weeks. Yeah. Well, he's already practicing. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't laugh, but it's disgusting, but it's true. And I'm culpable in it. I mean, I sat on my butt and watched the NFL for 10 hours on Sunday. So He's back at practice, but he's not playing this weekend. Yeah. When are these players going to take responsibility for their own health? Well, so this is actually very interesting because you're familiar with the baseline concussion testing. Yes. Because you, you help out with that, uh, promoting that for Alpine Physical Therapy. And there's several places around town that are, we're partners with, like Alpine, as well as um, Peak Performance Physical Therapy also has baseline concussion testing. It's really good, especially for kids with young brains. I also think kids with young brains are not nearly as smart and devious as professional athletes who are hyper-competitive alpha males who make millions of dollars. I'm not saying that NFL guys can cheat the system, but they can certainly probably pass a barometer of baseline concussion protocol faster than a 14-year-old could. And I also just think that the baseline concussion protocol is a great starting point. But the fact of the matter is, I mean, here's where we're at with the NFL. If you play pro football, you're going to suffer brain injuries. Just a matter of how minute or catastrophic that they are. I, I personally think that most people will probably suffer some form of a slight brain injury if you play football, period, at yeah. any level of football. Mm -hmm. Then you decide, is it worth it or not? Yeah, I think back on it all the time. I was nothing but just like a high school football player. Um, yeah, I played varsity for three years, played in a lot of games. Humble brag. I, I think back on it all the time, though, like how many hard hits we took. Yeah. And that's just 17-year-old kids in Montana, you yeah. know? So, but then I always think back, is it worth it too, though? And I think that that's where the, the line is so uh, defined is that I think that most guys would tell you that it is. For the money? No, for what football is about. That's what, that's the most frustrating part to me about what football has become. The fact that it is only about the money at the, the pro and college levels. 
it sucks. Because I think the guys that play it would tell you that it's it's so far beyond the money. It's about the camaraderie and the brotherhood and the teamwork and just being together and working towards a common cause. For as much glory as the quarterbacks get, you can't function in a football game without 11 other guys. Right. And it's a beautiful thing to watch people work together like that. It's just become so violent, and so that's like tainted what the good parts are about it. Mm-hmm. But still, like those are the things you never forget. I mean, most vivid memories of my life are, are football games, you know, or some of at least, you know. And so it's just it's yeah, it's a great thing for a young men. It's just a too bad that it comes with this massive side effect of potentially traumatic brain injuries. Do we think that um, spectators are a part of why it's become so violent, or is Ooh. it just vi- like? cheering on the aggressiveness of it. Like, if this was flag football, (laughs) would it be getting as much, you know... Like, if we had never done tackle, and it was always just flag football, would it ever... Well, there's, there's there's an argument out there that the irony is that the thing that makes football so dangerous is the helmets. Why? Because guys are wearing helmets, so they'll... The, they, so the, they go harder. The helmet becomes a weapon, but oh. also becomes a false sense of protection. Right. So it's like a twofold deal. Like, I'm not going to go hit you in the side of your head with my head if I'm not wearing a helmet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, now, what now, about those soft helmets? I've seen there's like soft there's helmet like the, football. There's like the or helmet whatever. stuff on top, right? And a lot of teams are wearing that. It's like a... Uh, beehive looking thing that you put over the top of your helmet and that like deflects a lot of the blows and stuff that teams wear those during practice what about the helmets of yesteryear remember those leather helmets leather helmets yeah what about that yeah i don't know i mean it would be interesting to see the difference in injuries back then versus now i think you probably had a lot more extremity injuries yeah and tackling was so different because it was like roll tackling instead of just like spearing people I don't know. I, I think we're past the point of no return, unfortunately. I mean, yeah. we could go all the way down the rabbit hole, but I think that the 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 demise of the humanity of America is best encapsulated in the the bloodlust that's associated with football. And I I don't know if we have any way to turn back. Okay. Well, <laughs> speaking of that, let's talk about Devonte Adams. Uh, Devonte Adams. Okay. And what he did on Monday night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was this was an interesting one. I actually have talked to several people about this because we have a lot of people that are photographers slash camera type people in our colleague circles. So uh, tell the people. Well, obviously I think people who have heard that he pushed a photographer after losing. They lost by one point on uh, Monday night football to the uh, fierce rival Kansas City Chiefs. The Raiders Chiefs is one of the biggest rivalries in the NFL. Okay. It was in Kansas City. Adams plays for the Raiders. As he's walking off the field, he's trying to get to the tunnel. A photographer kind of darted in front of him. You could tell it kind of startled him, and he just checked the guy. Pushed him with two hands. Yeah. The victim says he suffered whiplash, a headache, and and possible minor concussion. Um, He filed a suit. Police report, right? Police report, sorry. Misdemeanor assault charges for Devontae Adams. Claiming he had to go to the hospital treated for non-life-threatening injuries. Um, And Adams has apologized because he, you know, he said his frustration mixed... This was just frustration mixed with him literally running in front of me. So I was really peeved when I saw this. I thought it was horrible. Yeah. Um, I still do. I don't think, but I also understand when you're in like a zone, you're not, you're not even, he just was like, get out of my way. Totally. Um, Someone was on a talk show this week. I don't know who it was saying that that tunnel should always be clear and no one should be in that way when they're coming off the field anyway. 
I don't think that's an excuse for pushing someone aggressively, but that's just me. I just think that they both were kind of just made a mistake. You could tell Devonta Adams kind of got startled, and I'm sure there was, you know, I mean, he's an opposing player walking off of, I mean, some would argue that Kansas City is the most hostile environment in all of football. Really? Yes. Hmm. Kansas City goes crazy. And they and the Chiefs are so good now too, so the 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 passion is justified. It's also your fiercest rival in the Raiders. And you know, so you never know what's being said to him. I, I just think this is one of those deals where like Devontae Adams should have just apologized to the guy on the field and then said, Hey man, if anything's going on, just let me know. Like if you gotta go to the chiropractor, I'll write you a check, whatever. Right. And like yeah. We don't, we don't have to go to the police. We don't have to make this big Twitter thing. And now everybody's talking about it all over the deal. You know, I mean, just people make mistakes. So it's like. Sure. I mean, do you think after. The kid, the kid made the mistake of running in front of him. He doesn't deserve to get pushed, but he also shouldn't have been in that spot. So right. it's like at both sides should have just been like, hey, man, my bad, my bad. Yeah, I don't think the kid should have filed a police report. I think that is so stupid that they could have just worked that out and hashed it out. It's just, it's like, um, what was I talking about last week where someone filed a police report Oh, the streaker at the baseball game. At the, ba- at the or, football or game. At the football yeah, game. Bobby Wagner tackled Yeah, him. and then he tries to sue Bobby Wagner. Like, no, you did something. It's it, you. There's a repercussion. That it wasn't right what he did, but I don't think he should have filed a police report. But someone's telling him to do that, I'm sure. Well, for sure. And, and also, it's just become normalized. And, you know, again, that's what happens when money rules the world. I guess so. I just think it's like, use your brain. Please. Totally agree. Okay. Well, there we go. Use your brain. Great advice. More from the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports a little later on. But first, we have Angie Doucette from the Watson Children's Shelter here to talk about their tennis pro-am over there at the Peak Health and Wellness Center starting next Thursday. The the, uh, auction next Thursday is actually at the barn on Mullen. We'll fill you all the way in. Watson Children's Center uh, Tennis Pro-Am upcoming. We'll teach you more right after this. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. College athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuanas here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, while I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit SkylineSportsMT.com and subscribe for only $8 a month or $90 a year. SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season. I curated the playlist before uh, I had the order of the guests. So uh, not not indicative of these fine folks, although it is a great jam. What's up, everybody? Feeling in a Friday sort of mood, playing some hip-hop for you here uh, on your radio dial. Welcome back. Nuana's now ESPN Radio. 
Uh, we're going to hear from Ed McCaffrey, former Denver Bronco, and uh, also now the head coach at Northern Colorado. Uh, upcoming, we also have a couple senior members of the Missoula Sentinel football team coming up as well. Matt Johnson, Missoula Big Sky, will join us to set you up for the uh, the action for Friday night across the city and across the state. And also our great friend Carolyn, uh, the chick who doesn't know sports, will join us once again. So we're kind of just uh, splicing Carolyn in throughout the show. But right now we're joined in studio by Angie Doucette and Scott Potter. We've been telling you extensively about uh, this upcoming fundraiser for the Watson Children's Center Center is their annual pro-am. And uh, you guys just dropped the exciting news uh, on me. Angie spilled the beans, Scott, but she said this is this is already an award-winning fundraiser now, too. So tell the people about that. That's pretty cool because we've been kind of helping you guys with this for a long time. But th- you guys have been doing this for a while. This is awesome, though. It is, yeah. Uh, I was honored with a national award from my uh, professional organization, the United States Professional Tennis Association. Uh, last year, I the, the Pro-Am was voted the regional charity event of the year, and that event then gets put up to... The national level and uh, super cool. Middle of uh, July, I uh, got the notice and email that uh, we had won the. Uh, essentially, I had won what's called the USPTA Star Award for uh, Charity Event of the Year. Well, very cool. How long has this uh, event been going on? This next week will be our twelfth event. Super cool. Yeah, twelve years. Yeah, I mean, they say most things in life, if you can get past four, then you'll just keep on doing it. And uh, so. now you guys have done it forever, so now maybe it'll just last forever. Uh, Angie, just tell people about though the Watson Children's Center because that's the sort of the centerpiece of this fundraiser every year. And uh, what what's the most important part about this? Sure. So I would like to say Scott actually started this event when we were building our second location on Buckhouse lane because it's right next to the peak tennis and racket club and that's when he started so this event has been uh, going on since then watson children's shelter is an emergency shelter that cares for children from the state of montana uh, infant to age 14 Uh, any of them have experienced all sorts of family crisis so for us we're just that safe space for them to go Um, and then we also work with a um, a new program that we started a few years ago called healthy foundations and it's a prevention program um, really just to make sure that families have everything that they need to create a safe space for their upcoming arrival of their baby well very good a very worthwhile cause to be sure Uh, great news for these guys bad news for a lot of you out there this uh the auction part of this for the tennis pro-am is already sold out. Uh, cool though. For, that's awesome though. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of support to be able to sell it out so early. Yeah. So we hold the auction at the barn on Mullen and um, we have um, over 150 people who are attending that event to do the live auction, but we are open to take proxy bids. So Super just cool. because you didn't get a seat at the table at the event, uh, please give us a call at Watson Children's Shelter and we can hook you up um, and also call Scott Potter at The Peak and we can hook you up with being able to do proxy bids and we'll make sure that it happens if you uh if you want to play. Well, that's super cool. Uh, Scott, tell people just about the the quality of the tennis players that are coming to this because that's one of the coolest parts to me. I mean... You got some, you got some, you know, internationally prominent uh, players coming in. Well, very much so. Uh, uh, six tour- former touring pros that come back every year. Uh, Matt Fielander, who's the headliner in the sense that uh, he's an eight-time Grand Slam champion, former number one in the world. Uh, but, but really, the to have Brenda Schultz McCarthy, who is the former top ten player, fastest server in the world before 
I think Venus broke a record. Yeah, 130, uh, that's pretty good. It is. It's pretty <laughs> solid. Um, and then and, and Robert Kendrick and Jesse Witten and Luke and Murphy Jensen. I mean, Luke and Murphy were the uh, 93 French Open champion. The, the amazing thing with these guys is as soon as I call them, they're in. They, they don't think twice awesome. about it. So That's one thing that's cool, too, is y- you really see how uh, amazing the place we live is. Both in the community element of Missoula being able to sell this out fast, but also because people jump at the opportunity to come here, right? I mean, I see this across the board. Like when the famous football guys can come here and do fundraisers too, they're like, yep, I'll go to Montana. That sounds great. So it kind of reemphasizes how cool it is here. It certainly does. Yeah. We have Angie Doucette and Scott Potter in with us, the Watson Children's Shelter Tennis Pro-Am. It starts next Thursday. That's when the auction's at. As as Angie said, uh, you can... Get a hold of them if you want to make uh, proxy bets. And then a whole bunch of other events play out through over the next three days. So uh, either one of you, tell, tell people just about kind of the schedule of this thing, how it all plays out. Sure. We have many opportunities for people to participate still. We have a uh, kids clinic, so you can pay $15 for an hour. Kids get to learn from all these pros and um, work on their backhand and and serves and and all different types of things so kids clinic is from five to six on Friday night and then right after that we actually have a pro pro exhibition match uh it's actually a tournament tournament yeah between um eight teams all 16 pros will be playing against each other and it's really fun if you like to see some good tennis and you want to play some bets we're going to be able to split the pots with you so uh, come on out it'll be a great uh, spectator sport for you and then we also have the opportunity for adults to have clinics as well and that is on that's saturday Saturday. morning from nine to ten and then the uh Rest of the weekend, we'll have silent auction items out there at the at the club. That's also online at the at the WatsonChildrenShelter.org website. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a great weekend. A lot of places to be involved, even if you can't play with the pros. Sure. And that's the beauty of I think us a whole uh, event is that we can go from fifteen dollars to play in a clinic and be a part of this and watch pros on Saturday uh, Friday night. To yeah paying a lot of money to be with with idols and legends of the game so it's uh i think it's very inclusive with what we do very cool well this event uh all week next week thursday through sunday and uh most of it being held at the peak uh, health and wellness center we also have the auction there at the barn on mullen uh, anything else you guys want to add before we get you out of here i do uh wildfire defense systems is our pre- presenting sponsor and we're Very grateful cool. for them uh we could not do this without our amazing sponsors peak health and wellness we could not do it without them literally <laughs> because totally. we need their courts and we need scott um and just literally hundreds of other sponsors and um, we just really thank the support of the community and the tennis community it's just wonderful was well, a great fundraiser, but you can always be involved with a great cause. WatsonChildrensShelter.org if you want to find out more. That's Watson Children's, plural, shelter. So there's two S's in there, uh, .org. Uh, Angie Doucette, Scott Potter in studio with us here on Nuanas Now. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks, Thank Coach. Appreciate it. A Denver Broncos legend who's also trying to rebuild one of the most downtrodden football programs in the United States. Ed McCaffrey joins us next. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. 
Bobcat fans. Support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. is now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. I made this show last night and the playlist while I was I was seriously so tired, but I knew I had to get ahead for the day because I had a big old day. Nobody cares about your problems. Everybody's got them. But what I'm saying is I made this playlist last night and then I didn't really actually check. I know it's right in front of me. I could just look down and, and uh, read it, but I, I'd forgotten how many funny, awesome throwback uh, hip-hop songs that I chose for you guys hopefully you're in- enjoying uh your friday like like i am <laughs> still on his now espn radio swx montana television and the espn mt app ed mccaffrey is in the midst of his second season at northern colorado it is very difficult to evaluate where northern colorado's at because on one hand you could say they only won three games last year and they're two and four this year but Northern Colorado's always three and eight or two and four. They've only won 37 games since they moved up to Division One in 2006. So, you know, they're averaging about two and a half wins a year. They're at two right now. They had three last year. It's, it's the same. Ed McCaffrey's the same as uh, Scott Downing and Ernest Collins. That's the craziest part is Northern Colorado's only had a handful of coaches over the last 30 years because Joe Glenn had great success there before coming to Montana. Uh, and they had Scott Downing there in the 2000s when they transitioned to D1. And then Ernest Collins was there for, for 10 seasons. He It's his alma mater. Uh, he had back-to-back winning years there uh, in the mid-2010s. But it's, it's hard to evaluate Ed McCaffrey beyond anything other than he's Ed McCaffrey. That guy's freaking Ed McCaffrey. I mean, that's like what everybody thinks when they see him at the uh, media days and stuff like that. It's hard to take it seriously, but it's also just hard to evaluate because so much of what holds Northern Colorado back is institutional and athletic department-wide. Not uh, it's, it's, it's a matter of resources and investment. That's all it is. And uh, so I don't know... How, I, I don't know how to evaluate how this is, experiment has gone. Nonetheless, Northern Colorado hosts Montana State on Saturday. Well, happy now for our Across the Sidelines, presented by Vance Tops Division, where we profile and dive into some of the opponents for both the Montana State Bobcats and the Montana Grizzlies. MSU on the road this week in Greeley, Colorado, taking on the Northern Colorado Bears. We're joined now by Ed McCaffrey, second-year head coach for the Northern Colorado Bears. Coach, thanks for taking time again. Good to hear from you. Uh, first of all, just take us through uh, the season for you guys so far. I know you had a couple-game winning streak, the first winning streak in your second season here, uh, but then two losses these last couple weeks. So uh, where are you at? with your team what have you liked about their play so far and what sort of improvements have you seen uh, these last couple weeks as well yeah we have a really young team we have a couple of strong senior leaders but after that we're really young so we've been playing a lot of different players giving guys a chance to compete you know in a perfect world you're you're a senior and, and junior led uh team with guys that have played a couple of years but you know every now and again you get a young team um where you're still competing for playing time and positions throughout the season and that's that's kind of where we are, and some of that was due to 
you know, injuries to certain players. Other, other times it's just because we haven't really figured out uh, who the guy is at a certain position or it's close. So they're, they're both getting playing time. And so there's some bumps and, and bruises and adversity you have to overcome. Um, we have a young team, but I like our guys. I really have a lot of fun coaching them. We have some character guys who work really hard, continue to stick together and play together, regardless of whether we win or lose. And my goal as a coach is always to get our team to play our best football. And, and I know it sounds crazy, but I'm, I'm, I'm not even concerned about the scoreboard as much as I am about our guys playing their best football. So I feel like we did that uh, sporadically throughout this season, but we haven't put a complete game together yet. And... Um, and we're still hopefully growing and, and getting better. We're coming off our worst game last week. I mean, there's no excuse for that. I think everyone decided to just have their worst game at the same time. Um, so we as coaches have to go back to the drawing board and find out how to get our guys better prepared to play. Obviously, playing Montana State, these guys are a good football team and top five team in the country and got to the national championship a year ago. So, you know, we got we got a good challenge. It's a great opportunity for our guys to go out and compete. You know, you wanna you wanna be the best. Um you want to be a winning team, you gotta you gotta play with the best. And that's what will have happen this week and hopefully our guys put their best foot forward and we play our best football. When you are measuring it, it is such a delicate art, but uh, you actually do see that a little bit in college football, just trying to play up to your personal level of expectations, your internal level of expectation, your standard. When things are going well at Northern Colorado, what does it, what does it look like? I mean, what, what are you looking to see your teams excel at when you are analyzing if they're playing their best brand of ball? Well, football is really a game of alignment, assignment, and technique. So as a coach, you want to be uh, disciplined. You want guys to line up in the right spot. Uh, You want the personnel and the substitutions to happen seamlessly. You want guys to know their assignment, meaning there's no missed assignments, right? No MAs. And then after that, um, it's the battle that every player has with the guy in front of them. That's where technique comes in. So um, from, from a coaching standpoint, look, Take care of your alignment and your assignment, and then do the best you can to win the, the battle that's in front of you. And, you know, teams that are more physically gifted than other teams usually win most of those battles. But it's when you don't take care of the alignment and the assignment part that really frustrates a coach, or when you don't execute a play that you know you're capable of executing. For instance, you know, if you duck your head and close your a tackle on the open field, if you drop a pass when you're wide open, if, you know, things like that, you're a running back and you know, put the ball on the ground. Things like that are within our control. Every team, you know, has players that are in control of their assignment. And there's times where those plays are there to be made and you don't make them. And, and that doesn't have anything to do with the other team. Uh, there's times where the other team makes their plays, right? But when the plays are there to be had, you have to make them. And you certainly can't miss those opportunities when you're playing a good football team because they'll they'll capitalize off of it. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Ed McCaffrey, head coach of the Northern Colorado Bears, joining us here uh, on your radio dial on your Friday afternoon. Uh, coach and I are actually recording this on a Wednesday. we got to tell you that now. Uh, FCC rules, but you're listening to it on a Friday. Thanks for being here with us. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, coach, what, the process, uh, this is so interesting to me, too, because I think if the, if there was a defined answer to this, coaches across the country would, would try to harness it and put it in a bottle. But uh, what is the process like in 
and what is the the moment like when that ability to seize the moment does occur? I mean, I've heard Bobby Houck from Montana talk about that quite a bit. You know, when the play is there to be made, you have to make the play, and if you can, you can build momentum within the scope of a game, within the scope of your team, but it's a lot more esoteric than that, right? I mean, it's, it seems like it's uh, not as definable as maybe we want it to be, so what's it like trying to teach your guys to embrace that element of it? you got to make the play when the play is there in front of you. Right, well, it's coaches, right, and so we're teaching and real for us is to see players learn from us and then go out and have success based on the things we've been able to teach them and through their hard work. And so that that's what's so fulfilling for us as coaches. Um, and, and when it doesn't happen, it's frustrating to us because we feel like, you know, what do we need to do? What do we as coaches need to do to help them uh, have success on the field? What do we need to do to help them to make that play? And, there, and so the, the best we can do is to be consistent. We introduce the play when we install it. And by the way, that happens in the winter and the spring. It's the summer, right? You've been going over the, a lot of your plays for a year. Um, it happens when you watch film of your team running a particular player using that particular technique and other teams running it and then you walk through it um, and then you actually run it versus air and then you run it versus a defense. So there's so many different steps towards perfecting a particular player concept and practicing the technique needed to defeat the guy in front of you uh, within that particular player concept. So much work goes into it that when you finally get the opportunity and you get the right look on offense or defense or the perfect scenario unfolds, it's like, it's there. This is what we've been working for, you know, for a year. And then when it doesn't happen, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty frustrating. When it does happen, it, I mean, it's the best feeling in the world. You're like, I mean, we work so hard uh, for this opportunity, and then we seize the moment. And uh, the best teams do that. And it's not always like the explosive run or the explosive play or the takeaway. It's not always that. Obviously, those have huge impacts in games, but sometimes, it's, you know, making a tackle in the backfield instead of missing it and letting the back at five yards and, and get a new set of downs. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, just taking two. So an offense one doesn't climb up to the second level to free your backer up uh, to make a play. Sometimes it's just catching a wide-open pass for two yards on third and two to get another set of downs. And, and so, you know, so there's some plays you really have to work hard to have success because uh, the other guy over there is competing and, and they're doing their job also. And there's other times where, and every fan can see it, right? It's like, gosh, I mean, it's right there. What happened? And you're right. I don't, I don't have an answer either. I mean, you work so hard to, to, to make it happen. And then when it doesn't, you know, I don't know that any coach has the answer. And, and no player needs to know I need to make the tackle. No player needs to know I need to make the catch. They know that. So then you go back to the drawing board. Hey, you, put, you, you ducked your head. You turned your eyes. You left your feet. Or, you know, you, you tried to run before you caught the ball. I mean, these, these are things we practice every single day. But the best teams have players that make those plays. And it's not always the, the ones people talk about. It's, it's a lot of times just the very simple plays that keep the game moving along and that keep you on track. Ed McCaffrey joining us, Northern Colorado, second-year head coach here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. Coach, let's talk a little bit about this game uh, on Saturday. I, I noticed I've, I've watched a couple of your guys' games so far uh, this year, watched you against Idaho State, and uh, watched you against uh, this last week against Sac State as well. And uh, I know that you've been playing a couple quarterbacks there. Uh, first of all, your son, Dylan McCaffrey, who's a returning starter, and then Jacob Sermon, who's familiar to people around Montana because his uh, father, David Sermon, played at the University of Montana on the 95 National Championship team for the Grizz. And Jacob, obviously, a highly regarded quarterback coming out of the Seattle area before spending some time at Washington and Central Michigan landing on your roster. Uh, what's the two-quarterback system been like for you guys? How have you been 
been able to employ it. How much of that is just a product of availability? How much of it is a product of strategy? Yeah, it's really been a product of availability. Dylan is the starter, but I have all the faith in the world in Jacob. He's come and played real well for it. Joy of a, a, a joy to coach is a football player and extremely talented. Also, just a really fine young man. I really like him a lot as both a young man um, on and off the field and as a football player. So we're blessed to have two quarterbacks that are really talented. Um, you know, we're trying to surround them with some talent and uh, create some balance within our offense and have some guys make some plays for them. But, you know, we are very strong at that position. We're too deep. I trust both those guys to make plays. And the rest of the offense, how's that coming along? Elijah Dotson, a guy who has uh, earned a, a, a big name in the Big Sky Conference multiple time, first-team All-League guy there at Sac State. You brought him in in the offseason. Uh, just tell us about him and the rest of your skill players as well. Uh, what have you liked out of them? Who, who are some guys to watch for Northern Colorado? Yeah, well, I mean, if you've watched the games, you've seen the guys to watch. Um, Elijah is obviously a great addition to our football team. You know, we like to think we can run the ball a little bit better than last year. We really struggled moving the ball on the ground last year. He's been a, a player that's helped us to have a little more success on the ground. You know, we have a whole new offensive line from a year ago. Uh, uh, so, But the, the young, hardworking offensive line that we have um, are guys that every coach would love to coach. They're just great young men. But a lot of them are new, never played college football before, so this is their first year of getting any kind of experience. Um, but I love coaching them, and they work really hard. And, uh, and so, we're, you know, we try to... We try to open some things up for Doc because he's an explosive player and we count on him quite a bit. And then at receiver, we, we spread the ball around. There's not really one player that gets all of our catches. It's, we don't have one guy to go to. You know, it's, it's everybody's got to work hard and expect the ball on every play and trust the quarterback to go to the right spot. Ed McCaffrey here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. Uh, how about the matchup? Coach Montana State, uh, number four in the country. They're 3-0 and in Big Sky Conference play. Uh, they've been running the ball against everybody they've played, including Oregon State, their one loss. And uh seems like they're shoring things up on defense as well. When you turn on the film, what do you see in the Bobcats? Yeah, they're really talented. I mean, our team's excited to play them. Our guys get really fired up to play good teams, whether we're playing an FBS team or we're playing uh, an elite team like Montana State, a team that got to the national championship a year ago, our guys get excited for it. What a great opportunity, right? We want to be challenged. We want to play the best, and Montana State's one of the best. Is there a particular matchup you like, or how, how do you go about slowing down this run game? Because that's been sort of the bread and butter for the Bobcats for, for years now, but particularly this year. We were thinking about using somewhere between 12 and 14 players on defense. I think that'll give us a real advantage. As long as they don't call 12 men on the field, uh, you know, you better count on every play because we might sneak a guy in there. No, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's challenging for everyone that plays them, but they can throw the ball too, right? So whenever you have a team that can run the ball, there's play action passes off of it. It just, uh, it's a little bit of a chess match. And so, you know, I don't get into techniques, tactics, and procedures, but we're well aware of the success they've had running the ball. But, um, you know, you got to play sound defense. You can't expose yourself. You know, they're well coached and they got plays off of that run game that can hurt you if you're not ready for them. So we'll do the best we can to play that chess match. And after that, it's up to the players to go out there and make some plays. Evan McCaffrey, Northern Colorado, joining us here on Nuana's Now ESPN Radio. He is the head coach of the Bears in his second season there in Greeley. And the Montana State Bobcats, they play there at Nottingham Field on Saturday afternoon. Coach, appreciate the time. Thanks so much for joining us and best of luck this weekend. Appreciate it. Thank you. Ed McCaffrey, never thought I would be talking to Ed McCaffrey on a semi-regular basis, but here we are. <laughs> Should be an interesting game down in Greeley only because uh, it's one of these games that's on the schedule this week that uh, could be a quote-unquote trap game, but if Montana State can get through it, 
Sets up some pretty good stuff, including a a spectacular Saturday on uh, October 22nd, a week from tomorrow. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. One of the biggest matchups in the state of Montana at the high school level so far this fall will take place in the capital city. A couple young men from the Missoula Sentinel Spartans will join us next. We'll also hear more from our great friend Carolyn, the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports, and Missoula Big Sky head coach Matt Johnson. That's all next. Keep it right here. Hour two coming at you. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of the Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, the Advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions, that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those driver's actions. You deserve an advocate. The advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills. So all you need to do is rest and get better. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com.